Here is a box, a musical box, wound up and ready to play. Can you guess what is in it today? Welcome to Box 39, and you are very, very welcome to join us here live from Studio One, high up on the fourth floor of the mighty Cone Radio Towers, and my name is Bill Lawrence, and I'm here with guest presenter Bob May, and as the Little Mermaid just hinted there, we, this week, we are looking at gadgets and gizmos. So how do inventions reflect their times? And... What do they tell us about our expectations and the roles of people in society, past and present? And how do inventors come up with those wonderful ideas for products and processes and designs? So text in with your favourite gadget, gadget. You must have some gorgeous gizmos that you like to talk about. Join me then, Bill Lawrence, for the next 59 minutes or so. Here with Bob May in Studio One, with Adrian down there in the, uh, in the, in the uh, music library. And he, tonight he's playing every song through his Sonny Walkman on cassette tape. We've got our live house band, House Gang Exit, all 16 of us, 16 of them up here in the corner of the studio, and they're putting all their microphones through a Sinclair ZX Spectrum from 1984. And we've also got a mystery guest who says he's bringing in a brand new tin opener. So join me, Bill Lawrence, as uh, we unwrap all our shiny gadgets and gizmos on the Cone Radio uh, special called Gadgets and Gizmos. Spread it out till it don't sound the same It's the G-A-D to the G-E-T Gadget on the mic, wanna rock with me Yo, stop that guy with a claw for a hand Go miss the gadget with the master plan Inspect the scene of the crime Don't make me, but I hit you with a go gadget round When there's a problem in your town Go gadget now If you're in trouble, there's no doubt It works Plan to bring peace to the land, gotta understand Respect to G's, the name and laws the game He gotta track down Claw, cause the guy's insane And so he worked downtown, wears a Mac this brown Looks kinda funny, acts like the clown But he be getting criminals, lock him in bars Go get your cop to jet propeller cars He jumps up and out of the seat And bounces higher with the springs in his feet You know he'll always be around, land or the sky And you know Inspector Gadget is a hell of a guy, come on When there's a problem in your town Go get it now If you're in trouble, there's no doubt It'll work it's it out
Box 39 with Bill Lawrence and Bob May. And this week we're looking at gadgets and gizmos. Well, we are indeed looking at gadgets and gizmos here on Box 39. And I can now say, welcome, Bob. Hello, lovely to be here again. It is lovely to see you, and and I sort of alluded to it, I didn't say clearly enough, you've brought loads of mystery gadgets into the studio, haven't you? Yes, I have, and hopefully we can look at some of those as we go through the show. Looking forward to that, and we've also got a mystery guest who'll be uh, joining us shortly. But before that, uh, tell us what we mean by gadgets and gizmos, Bob. Well, gadgets and gizmos are inventions that you would never consider these days that somebody would once have had to invent, because we're just so used to them now. Yeah. Um, Not only does technology shape our modern world, but whatever the era, that modern world created needs and expectations that drive new technology's invention. Well, it's with that phrase, isn't it? Tech, uh, necessity is the mother of invention. Yes. Necessity is the mother of gadgets and gizmos. I guess so. Yeah. So, uh, well, gadgets aren't new, are they? Gizmos aren't new. I mean, we tend to think of these as new things, but of course, throughout history, people have been inventing gadgets and gizmos, haven't they? They have indeed, yes. Right back in 1849, the safety pin was invented by an American man called Walter Hunt. The safety pin. Well, it's something we use. I, I probably used it, uh, trying to think the last time I used a safety pin. I haven't <laughs> used one lately, but they no. used to always be on a bandage, didn't they? They were certainly on children's nappies, great big two or three inch long ones. He was an American, wasn't he? And he, he made it to, he, he, he owed $15, this uh, gentleman that invented the safety pin. So he made the invention, invention to make money quickly. Uh, he invented a huge, great safety pin, and uh, he made about $400 profit. Yeah. That's not, not bad, is it? That's not bad. He paid off his debt to his friend and then sold the patent to an American company for, as you say, $400. And that company over the years made millions of dollars. Yeah, I bet. Well, he should have called the pin after himself, shouldn't he? <laughs> That's the way to do it. He should have called it the, the Walter Hunt pin. The Walter pin, yes. Yeah. <laughs> now, I do know that in 1852, the paper bag was invented but of course they didn't invent the paper bag that would be madness they invented a machine for making paper bags ah yeah yeah so, so it's, you think well this is, we've already got a paper bag but that was the clever bit wasn't it invent the machine yeah which rapidly sped up the production of them i suppose yeah and uh, so it's a very clever sort of invention make lots of something that already existed yeah Tell us about another one bob great idea well uh, not long after that 1858 the can opener uh, originally, <laughs> cans were were heavier than the food inside them, and the instructions read, cut around the top with a chisel and hammer. <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes you do feel like you have to attack a tin, yeah. don't you? Yeah, but Ezra J. Warner, another American inventor, uh, uh, invented the, a sickle-shaped one that you pierced the can and then seesawed it around, which left an extremely dangerous jagged edge. We're getting a bit of a theme here. These are coming from America, aren't they? They These inventions. They are. We've got another one. uh, The zip. Oh, the zip zip faster. Yeah, this again was invented in America. Uh, A a revolutionary form of fastening, really. Um, But it was a good salesman that got that going because this this guy called Whitcomb L. Judson, he invented the zip, but no one really was that interested in it. But he had a great salesman. Who, uh, who got it going. That's what you need, isn't it, with an invention? So, yes, that's what... It's getting the pitch and getting yeah. it in the public's eye, isn't it? Well, these days, of course, the, you can get things in the public eye by putting them on the telly. And uh, way back in the day, there used to be a programme to, called Tomorrow's World. And we're going to get a little clip uh, from a Tomorrow's World from a long time ago. Here it goes. <laughs> Kraftwerk have a name for this. It's machine music. The sounds are created at their laboratory in Dusseldorf, programmed, then recreated on stage with the minimum of fuss. This is Autobahn, based, say the group, on the rhythm of trucks, cars and passing bridges heard while driving through Germany. they removed the last recognisable instrument, a violin, and built these synthetic drums. Each disc gives a different sound, 
rolls, bongos, snares, just by completing the contact with the spring steel buttons. Next year, Kraftwerk hoped to eliminate the keyboards altogether and build jackets with electronic lapels which can be played by touch. Bob, I don't think the electronic lapel is, is still yet to be invented, is it? No. Do you no. think we should wait with bated breath or, or not hold, hold our hopes out too long? Oh, I think you'd look quite <laughs> fetching in an electronic lapel there, <laughs> looking at your jacket there. I think that would be quite good if you could play it. <laughs> so let's, let's move to the theme of breakfast. I like, you know, I like some food, but I like my food to have a, you know, make my life easier getting my breakfast in me. What gadgets in the past have been there to help me with Well, that? I guess uh, the big one was 1919. That's quite a while ago isn't it? The pop-up toaster. Oh, yes. I wasn't sure electricity was around <laughs> then. But, but presumably they knew how to toast bread. Well, I guess so. They used to do it over the fire with a with a long fork, didn't they? So what was the pop-up? I mean, that was quite a great idea, I suppose. It's just making a better version of something that already exists. And uh, people must have loved that. I must have done. It, it, it meant that you in theory, couldn't burn your toast, although mine seems to have a, two settings of raw and crisp. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing that I, I, I was invented for my breakfast, of course, was the tea bag. Oh, yes. Yeah, now, how, when were they invented? They probably 1960s, were they? Uh, I'm, I think it was way, I think it was about 1904. Good grief. Yeah. Wow. And the man that invented the tea bag thought that you would pick up a tea bag, you would break it open and tip the tea in your cup. <laughs> So it was only invented as a way of just portioning out your tea. Oh, good grief. Yeah. So it was intended to be used in a different way. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Now, I notice, Bob, I can't help but notice in the middle of the studio, all wrapped up in shiny paper, is mystery gadget number one. Yep. Okay. Well, give us some clues. I will give you some clues. Yeah. Mystery studio gadget one. It doesn't matter if things get damp, you can still post these. Oh. Okay. They're useful in the shower. In the shower? Yep. Yeah, okay. Uh, There's a stack of them, and once they're used, you throw them away. Well, I'm going to have to have a think, and we'll be unveiling the mystery gadget after this piece of music, won't we? We will indeed. Trains and boats and planes are passing by. They mean a trip to Paris or Rome. But not for me The trains and the boats and lanes Took you away Away from me We were so in love And high above We had a star to wish upon wish And dreams come true But not for me the trains and the boats and planes took you away, away from me. You are from another part of the world. You had to go back a while and then. You said you And if my prayer can cross the sea, the trains and the boats and planes will bring you back, back home to me. Oh, mm-hmm. 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 
This is Box 39, and you are listening to our wonderful live house band, Ausgang Exit, with a marvellous piece of music called My Favourite Tool is My Plugging Chisel. I like that. What do you think of that, Bob? Yeah, that was one of their better ones of this new yeah. series, I think. Yeah. So thanks very much to, uh, to Henry and the gang for that. And we're talking about gadgets and gizmos here. And uh, we've got the surprise mystery gadget number one. Now, Bob, give us the clues again. It doesn't matter if things get damp. You can still post these. Yeah. They're useful in the shower. Yeah. You get a stack of them and you use them once and throw them away. So we've got Johnny Johnson from Jaywick. He's uh, texted in and he says, is it a pair of self-cleaning pants that you can wash whilst wearing them in the shower? Well, a good guess, Johnny, but I'm afraid you're wrong on this occasion. Okay, so tell us what was or what is mystery gadget number one. It is the Aqua Note, a waterproof post-it note that hangs up in the shower so you can make a note of inspiring and life-changing ideas that you have in the middle of your showering. So it's really clever, isn't it? So it's got this little sucker thing on it, hasn't it? Yeah, stick, sticks on the cup. Sticks onto the tiles. An aqua pen, which also has a suction pencil holder. How much is that going to set me back, though? Just $9 in America, <laughs> plus tags. It's a bargain for those thoughts, you know, those <laughs> ideas, that inspiration in the shower. And you think, what can I do? It's well, just going to skip my mind. Yeah, if, I, if I don't do this, I'll, yeah. I'll have forgotten it. Yeah. Brilliant, brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> what, what other uh, older gadgets and gizmos have we got then? Uh, well, we've, we've got one that uh, some people love, some people loathe, the parking meter. Ah, yeah. Back yeah. before World War Two in uh, in America again in 1935, there were yeah. an increasing number of cars crowding into the districts of, of Oklahoma every day. Yeah, and uh, a man called Carl McGee came up with a parking meter. Some uh, people must have hated that. Well, the yeah, motorists hated it because yeah. it's un-American to have to pay to park. Absolutely. But shopkeepers loved them because they encouraged a quick turnover of customers. So you've got an invention <laughs> yeah. that was loved and loathed in equal measure. Yeah, yeah, and we've still got them today, and they've become ever more technologically clever, haven't they? They don't take cash anymore, a lot of them. No, and these days uh, they do, you use a QR code, which is a sort of... Uh, there's another type of code from the past, isn't there? It's, it's the barcode. Yes, and that surprised me again. It was 1952. Long time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, were they? Did they look like they look now with the sort of straight lines? Uh, no. Originally, they were uh, a series of circles, like a like a bullseye, like a bullseye. Yeah, yeah. But wow. I think the 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 wide and narrow bar vertical bars gave more options for um, variety. I wonder what the first product was to have a bar. Well, do you know? I happen to know that. Go on. <laughs> it, it, it was a packet of Wrigley's chewing gum. My word. 1974. Well, let's go back to the 70s and uh, listen to another thing from Tomorrow's World. Here's a handy thing to take to a picnic or to an expo. In fact, it's uh, what it looks like. It's a portable telephone, but as you can see, one with no strings attached except for this little handle here. In fact, it's a portable radio telephone, and therefore connection with the outside world is achieved by this little retractable aerial here. When this is working, you are connected by a short-range, short-wave radio link to the telephone exchange here on the expo site and uh, thence, of course, with the outside world. So if uh, a chap wandering around the expo wants to call his girlfriend in Tokyo, all he does is to dial the Tokyo code here and her number and away he goes. But um, maybe he's interested in a more intelligent conversation, in which case he can call the expo's own information computer. Uh, to do that, all I do is to dial the computer's number, which is 421. As you can see, it's a beautiful one-handed operation. And I hear that I am through to the computer. Well, there you are, naturally enough, the computer replies in Japanese.
And that was Raymond Baxter talking about the portable phone way back in the 1970s. Do you remember Raymond Baxter? Oh, yes, he was a wonderful chap. XRF pilot, I think he was. But uh, he knew such a lot God, of stuff, yeah. didn't he? Most of which we've still never seen. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely right. Well, I'm delighted that finally our mystery guest has arrived. He's managed to find his way up on the lift. Uh, he actually got out on the third floor and was wandering around the third floor looking for us, but he managed to find his way up here to the fourth floor. So I'd like to welcome very much into the studio it's Simon. Hello, Simon. Hello there. Thanks for having me. You're very welcome. You go, that's it, right up to the microphone because these gadgets and gizmos here, uh, they're on Radio 1, so they're very special. We have to get very close to them. Okay. <laughs> now, you've brought in uh, you've brought in a gadget for us, Simon. What have you brought in? You brought well, in. Yeah, I've brought in a, a can opener. Fantastic. Um, because I thought uh, they were very useful. They were. And, and, you know, can openers, you think, have been around forever. And you were talking about them earlier, Bob. Yeah. But, you know, they weren't patented until 1858, which is maybe a a long time ago for some people, but uh, for people like us, it seems like yesterday, doesn't it? Yeah, but 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 what's remarkable (laughs) is that the tin, the tin can, had been invented in 1810. So So did anyone open one before 1858? (laughs) Or was it, as we mentioned, this chisel and hammer? They were attacking them with their bayonets or their (laughs) rifles, I suppose. Yeah. Now, there's some uh, things I I, uh, wanted to talk about. There's an invention uh, invented a device, a gizmo, to measure the sourness of lemons. And it's called the pit meter. Uh, and uh, you think, why on earth would you want to measure the sourness of lemons? Well, that's, yeah, that's Can strange. Can you think of a reason, Simon, why you would want uh, to do that? Do you think it's linked with quality? Well, that's a very good oh, thought. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I'd not thought of that. And maybe for where it's mass use, like in the catering trade, you'd want to test a sample. How lemony is this lemon? And how lemony is this lemon before we start making <laughs> lemon drizzle cakes? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, well, I think sometimes, though, you know, though, an invention to test, you know, has the lemon gone off? Another way you could do it was just sort of look at it and uh, taste it. <laughs> taste it, yeah. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. So there was that phrase that the uh, dog wags, no, the tail wags the dog. Yes. And uh, <laughs> I think we have to be careful when we look, when we explore gadgets and gizmos to make sure that well, the, the tail is not wagging the dog. <laughs> we, we do. <laughs> you never know. Anyway, um, one of my favourite um, uh gadgets is the bicycle and Katie Mellowin is going to talk to us about nine million bicycles that apparently are in Beijing but before that we've got the second mystery gadget now Simon can you give us a clue about the second mystery gadget well this is a bright red uh, squishy and awkwardly useful in a china shop Bright red, squashy. Any ideas there, Bob? Useful in a china shop. No. It's not not a bull. (laughs) It could be a bull, yeah. They're bright red and squashy. (laughs) Okay, well, let's uh, hand over to Katie Malua. It's a thing we can't deny Like the fact that I will love you till I die We are 12 billion light years from the edge That's a guess No one can ever say it's true But I know that I will always be with you I'm warm by the fire of your love every day So don't call me a liar Just believe everything that I say There are six billion people in the world More or less And it makes me feel quite small But you're the one I love most of all Mm-hmm. 
Of the love that you give me every night There are nine million bicycles in Beijing That's a fact It's a thing we can't deny Like the fact that I will love you till I die And there are nine million bicycles in Beijing And you know that I will love you Box 39 here, and we're all in the box. I'm with Bob and Simon. Adrian's down there bashing out the music using his uh, uh, cassette tapes on his gadget, and the Ausgang Exit are all in the corner there, and they're using their, their Sinclair ZX Spectrum. So it's gadgets and gizmos aplenty. And uh, we've got a second uh, one of our mystery gadgets here. Bob, can you just uh, remind us of the clue? Yeah, the clue was bright red squashy and useful in a china shop so we got a guest from alex from greenstead here in colchester and he says is it something to help you cook possibly made from lard oh yeah well no he's not right no big, uh, big, not yeah. one there can you read the other one yeah i've got big day from stanway yeah is it something to do with repairing broken things no, he's well on the right track, dave you are bang on the right track yeah, yeah. what is it then Come it's moldable glue What's mouldable glue? Mold, it sticks various materials like glass, ceramic, wood, yeah. metal. You can mould it with your hands for up to 40 minutes and then it turns into a strong silicon rubber that stays stuck. That's great, isn't it? And How all much? for £11 a tube. Wow, I'll, go for, I'll have some. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll take that. And a, a legitimate expense, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... Unsuccessful gadgets and gizmos. You know, over there in Silicon Valley, um, you know, a lot of things fail quite fast, don't they? Things come and they go. And um, sometimes, you know, it's seen as a bit of a virtue that it failed, but it brought on something new. Sometimes those cutting-edge products, you know, they die a bit of an embarrassing death, don't they? But, you know, they lay the groundwork for for better ideas, perhaps, that will flourish. Um, So it might be an experiment that goes awry, but... It produces perhaps the advances in technology and the know-how for people to bring in something something a bit better. Yeah, yeah, and, and we've had quite a few in the last 20 years, I guess. We have. One that comes to mind is Napster. Napster, good old Napster. Yeah. Simon, your children used to use Napster. What's, what's Napster? What's the, what was well, the concept? I forgot all about Napster, actually, but uh, the concept was that it was a sharing programme. So you had it on your computer... Someone else had it on their computer, and you could share files between you. But what actually happened was that lots of people just uh, downloaded free stuff. Yeah. And I remember my children uh, doing this and thinking this was wonderful. <laughs> yeah. But it brought in the whole idea of, well, actually, how do we um, charge for yeah. stuff? How do we survive I, as a business? In, as a business. Yeah. Um, and I think this uh, was followed quickly by Spotify and iTunes. Yeah, um, so And digital rights, where they, you know, uh, put a piece, piece of code in the music itself. Yeah. Um, so you couldn't just download it for nothing. So we're all on the subscription-based models now. And yeah. that's, they sort of evolved from that. I suppose the, the, or the alternative, Napster had this wonderful idea that everything should be free. I think it was quite quite a good idea. But it's not very good for creative people, is it? Really, no, it doesn't put no, food it on the in, table, does it? I'll I think it own. did infringe a few copyrights along <laughs> yes. the way. Yeah. Okay. Well, do you remember back in the day there were home video recorders? Do you remember those? Oh yeah, yes. weren't yeah. They fabulous. Lots at the of time. different sorts, and and this is how tomorrow's world brought us the first introduction to those home video recorders. battle to sell home video recorders is now stronger than ever. These are the new models. Many of them won't be on sale until this spring. And they will offer playing times of up to, in the case of this machine, eight hours on one cassette of tape. So, in theory, you can record 
Not only tomorrow's world, but most of the rest of the evening's viewing as well. Also, on many of the machines, you'll be able to program the recorder to switch itself on and off to tape your favourite programmes over the two weeks you're on holiday. And indeed, that's chiefly what these machines are now being used for, time-shifting devices. The market is being expanded, hence the development of the portable VCR machine and the electronic home movie camera. Because sales of ready-made programs on tape for machines like this have been disappointing. First of all, they're expensive to produce. And what's more, the publisher has got to come up with his product on many different sizes of tape. The market is now so confused, at the last count, there were at least seven different incompatible tape standards available in this country. Over here is what the battle is all about this time. This machine is capable of playing a video disc. Fantastic piece of music by uh, Henry and the team over there in the corner. That's Ausgang Exit with my spud wrench glistens with your sweat once more. <laughs> and uh, I think it does. I mean, you're very vigorous, Henry. Very vigorous. Well done. Now, Bob, uh, we've got our third mystery gadget. Okay. And here are the clues for the third mystery gadget. Okay, go on. It fits in your wallet. Yeah. But it won't compromise your bank account if it gets stolen. Oh. And it certainly sheds light on your finances. Now, this is a very small gadget, isn't it, Bob? It certainly is to fit in a wallet, yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, have a think on that. Send in if you, if you can think what it is. And uh, meantime, this is TJX6 with a song called Gadgets. Been stacking all my iPhones, time to pay my buyer a visit. Verizon, T-Mobile, AT&T, and Cricket. Getting everything shipped, cause in-store hotter than the skillet. Hey, using PayPal credit, $2,500 limit. Don't even need the full 16, give me the first six digits. Watch your bank account empty, all it took was six minutes. On my way to get some money, I just got a speeding ticket. But it's all gonna be worth it, cause I make killings off these gadgets. Seven iPhones, a couple MacBooks, and tablets. Living better than my teachers, I ain't even get to graduate. Exchange my money for some phones for a dude who live in Connecticut. Got my fake IDs perfect, make sure they got right measurements. Navy blue uniform. I think he working with the federal. Gave him a cookie from the store and told that nigga it's an edible. Bill Cosby, this bitch drink, now she wanna get sexual. They know my face inside the Walmart, I'm being careful. Been stacking all my iPhones, time to pay my buyer a visit. Verizon, T-Mobile, AT&T, and Cricket. Getting everything shipped, cause in-store hotter than the skillet. Hey, using PayPal credit, $2,500 limit. Don't even need the full 16, give me the first six digits. Watch your bank account empty, all it took was six minutes. On my way to get some money, I just got a speeding ticket. But it's all gonna be worth it, cause I make killings off these gadgets. This little stacking all my iPhones, time to pay my buyer a visit. Verizon, T-Mobile, AT&T, and Cricket. Getting everything shipped cause in-store hotter than the skillet. Hey, using PayPal credit, $2,500 limit. Don't even need the full 16, give me the first six digits. Watch your bank account empty, all it took was six minutes. On my way to get some money, I just got a speeding ticket. But it's all gonna be worth it cause I make killings off these gadgets. to Box 39 with Bill Lawrence and Bob May and this week we're looking at gadgets and gizmos yes gadgets and gizmos here on Box 39 on 106.6 FM and all over the world you know with about 7.8 billion listeners potentially Bob potentially <laughs> so um you said you'd brought something that fits in your wallet, but it won't compromise your bank account if it's stolen. And it certainly sheds light on your finances. Have we got any guesses? Yes, we've had uh, Pauline from Upminster. She says, is it something that holds and keeps your money safe? Well, no, it's not, Pauline. No. Uh, Susie Morgan from Southway and Colchester says, is it something to do with Esther Ransom? Oh, and that's just a little less close to the actual answer. <laughs> it is actually a credit card-shaped light bulb, a torch that can fit in your wallet just like a, another credit card. So handy for emergency darkness situations. That's very handy, and you could use the 
torch on your phone to find that in your wallet, couldn't you? That would be wonderful, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> I, th- I, I think, think maybe that was probably <laughs> not one of those long-lived inventions, which is actually good because we're going to talk about redundant gadgets and gizmos. Yeah. Well, we bought loads of stuff over the years thinking that they would change our lives and then quite quickly we found they didn't and they went in the back of the cupboard. So you're right. Christmas presents spring to mind. Yeah, lots of Christmas presents do, yeah. and wedding presents as well. I'm guessing. So I'm gonna I'm gonna put forward a, a, a waffle maker that I received. Yeah, you might. How many yeah. waffles did you ever make with that? Do you Probably think? less than one. <laughs> <laughs> that might have been more to do with my culinary ability. Yeah. Another but. one that springs to mind is um, the re uh, resealable wine bottle corks. Because most people I know say, why do you ever want to reseal? A, a, you never half finish a bottle of wine, do you? No. <laughs> Simon, have you got lurking in your cupboards in your well, back of your... It's not mine, but I think the foot spa has to be near the top. Ah, uh, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, it fills car boot sales everywhere, doesn't it? Yeah, it, it does. Is that yeah. with or without the little fish that nibble? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, ice cream makers... Yeah, much easier to just... Just go and buy an ice cream. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we've had yeah. two of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anything else, Bob? Fondue maker. We, we used to eat fondues on skiing oh, holidays, yeah. but I'm never, never bothered with one at home. I reckon that's uh, early 1980s. About yeah. 1983. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it was oh, almost right. as if someone had just invented that cheese melted, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but you could you had chocolate ones as well, cheese ones, and and also wasn't there like bits of meat you stuck? Oh, on a hot it? a hot rock. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was just laziness by the restaurants. <laughs> Cook your own food, sir, and we'll charge you double. And it took about two hours to get a decent <laughs> f- plate full of food, yeah. didn't it? Yeah. What else, sir, Simon? Have you got in that? Well, I was thinking some of them haven't actually gone away. They've just morphed into other things. So digital cameras. Yeah, DVD yeah. players. It's not that they've gone; it's that they've changed into smaller things. They have, yeah, yeah. It's certainly digital cameras. Everybody's just got that on the phone now, haven't they? But not slow cookers. <laughs> <laughs> they're the same. Slow cooker, yeah, they're not a bad thing. But you've got to plan your meal well in advance. I think with a lot of these things, you've got to just be really bored to use them, haven't you? You've got to think, well, you know, my life has run out of things to do. Yeah. Let's have a search through the back of the cupboard. And and some of it, I think, was one-upmanship, wasn't it? Yeah. If your neighbours or friends called, what's that? Oh, we've got a... Electric carving knife. Electric carving knife, yeah. A bread bread maker. A bread maker. I mean, the bread was nice, but it always had a hole in it, didn't it? Yeah. Where the, where the spinning thing, <laughs> yeah. the mixer panel Yeah, you went. cut the first few slices and suddenly you've got a gap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, well, those so many gadgets and gizmos redundant. Uh, let us know if you can think of anything. Uh, bongos. There were a lot of bongos about. Bongos. What happened to all oh, the bongos? I've None no of us idea. could play them, could we? We no. all thought we could, so we rushed out and bought them and... Yeah, made a noise for a couple of minutes yeah. and then realised it wasn't very tuneful. Yeah. I've got a loft full of them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've got a landline that I haven't used for about eight years. It rings occasionally. I never go and answer it, though. Uh-huh. Still being charged? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, we make about a call a day on ours. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, mystery gadget number four. Simon, what's the clue for mystery gadget number well, four? Well, it's hand-free device, bright yellow, hard mm. when not being used, but quite soft when needed. Ooh. Ooh. Okay, well, if you think you know what that is, uh, text in. And meantime, here's Lana Del Rey. Singing in the old bar, swinging with the old stars, living for the fame. Kissing in the blue dark, playing, pulling wild dots, video games. He holds me in his big arms, drunk and I am seeing stars This is all I think of Watching all our friends fall in and out of old clothes This is my idea of fun Playing video games It's you, it's you, it's all for you Everything I do, I'll tell you all the time Heaven is a place on earth with you Tell me all the things you wanna do 
Gadgets and Gizmos are in Box 39 this week, and I'm here, I'm Bill Lawrence, and I'm with Bob and Simon, and we've just had a clue, because uh, Simon, tell us the clue once more to what uh, the gadget is wrapped up on the on the desk. What's the gadget? Well, it's a hand-free device, bright yellow, hard when not being used, but quite soft when needed. Hmm. Right, well, Daryl Bass from Gusset Hill St. Osith has texted in to say, is it a clockwork banana? It's a good guess. Not bad. Good guess, but it's not, is it? No. Kevin the Welshman from West Mersey says, is it something to do with gravel? Or is it perhaps a musical bookcase? Well, he's hit both ends of the spectrum there, hasn't he? <laughs> uh, tell us what it is, Simon. Well, I'd like one of these. A remote control kitchen mop. Oh. A remote control kitchen mop. Wow. <laughs> well, well, you know... <laughs> okay, that might end up in the cupboard along with yeah, the fondue maker. It might I think. well, might it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so a lot of gadgets have really changed the world, though, haven't they? Don't you think they've been really influential? Def- some have yeah. been so yeah. influential. So yeah. we've got Adrian down in the music library with one, which was the Sonny Walkman. That yeah. changed. That was wonderful. That changed that, my life. That was the first compact music of your own choice, wasn't it? We'd yeah. had transistor radios, but you just had to put up with what was being played. Yeah. But the Sony Walkman was portable, simple, affordable. Yeah. And uh, with playing music cassettes, and it would fit in your pocket, your purse. It had a clip to go on your belt, and then you just had headphones to listen to it privately. Two hundred million of them sold. Wow. Two hundred yeah, million. Just, if you were just on a 25 pence for each one, you were all right, be, weren't you? Yeah. And the battery companies did all right as well because <laughs> they needed yeah. two or four AAEs every yeah. time, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, they, they, they absolutely drank yeah. the energy, didn't they? Yeah. But, of course, I think we, uh, we have to mention, uh, oh, that's not my favourite, but the Apple iPhone because it really brought in the smartphone, didn't it? And despite what we may want... It has really changed all our lives, well, hasn't it? definitely. It was a, a micro-miniature computer, isn't it? Not yeah. just a phone. Yeah. Not just a camera. But it, it can run your life with banking. Yeah. Um, games. You can shop. You can buy things. You can work on it. You can even phone people. Do you really? <laughs> yeah. <Wow>. Amazing. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, that was smarter than anything that Captain Kirk had on the Enterprise, wasn't it? Cool. His didn't even have pictures, did it? No. His <laughs> so, so um, well, hats off, I suppose, to the iPhone in that it, it just, this new era where you didn't have a separate um, keyboard, did you? No, you actually just, no, you just actually touched the screen. Touch, was the big the touch screen was touch the big screen. change, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. that's really why it, it, it leapt ahead of other competitors at the time. Well, here's something we're going to... Our last little dip into tomorrow's world, and this is something uh, like the ZX Spectrum from Clive Sinclair, um, but this perhaps was a little bit more forgettable. (laughs) 
Sinclair C5 was finally unveiled in London in dramatic style. There's been so much rumour and speculation about the project that the final product might disappoint some people who've been expecting a full-size electric car. But Sinclair say it's the first in a family of electric vehicles which will revolutionise personal transport. It looks futuristic, but the design is fairly spartan. The C5 is a three-wheeler made from steel and plastic. It has a top speed of about 15 miles an hour and can run for 20 miles on a single battery before it needs recharging from the mains. Sinclair have taken advantage of a change in road regulations governing electric vehicles. The C5 needs no license, insurance or road tax. And it can be legally driven without a crash helmet by a 14-year-old. This has alarmed some safety organisations who think the C5 could cause chaos on the roads. Critics have said the vehicle is vulnerable and not practical in traffic. But Sinclair have dismissed these claims and are hoping to sell 100,000 this year alone at a price of £399. Well, the good old Sinclair C5, which uh, mourned by very few people. And while we're listening to that, Simon, you, you mentioned that haven't we just got something rather similar again uh, come in the uh, the um, scooter? Well, I think, yes, the electric scooters that are, are having a, a bit of a bad name for themselves. But whatever you invent, people will fall off them. Yeah, absolutely um, true. I've really enjoyed riding them, actually. They're very good. Yeah. Well, uh, we're looking at uh, influential gadgets and gizmos. And uh, so... How about the old TomTom, the uh, sat-nav system? That's much changed our lives, Well, it? yeah, sat-nav, the GPS started life as a government-funded innovation, um, and they obviously used it for military purposes. But in 2000, President Bill Clinton opened it up to the public, and it became a massive commercial success. Um, various companies like Garmin and TomTom started making portable versions of that to fit in the car. And now, of course, you can get the apps on your, on your mobile phones, so it's, uh, nobody can get lost. Mine even tells me where I've left my car when I wander off. Uh, and apart from the, the TomTom, I think also the, the, the sky is now full of drones, isn't it? Yeah, I haven't seen many in the sky, but I've seen lots of film from drones, and, and they do say they're going to be delivering our packages. Um, certainly uh, one or two of the big online companies are experimenting with drones and um, food companies will probably be next on the list for the, for the takeaways. You use a drone, haven't you, Simon? <laughs> to, take, to take pictures for photography? Or well, you, I've used them personally. Have you used one? Uh, well, I've had friends who, who I've been with have used them and they, yeah. are, they are staggering, really. They're very clever, aren't yeah. they? Very clever. Yeah, certainly the police and um, the emergency services are looking at them. Farmers can obviously get round their fields much more easily um, to see what's going on. So I think they are going to be very, very big in the future, and they're getting easier and easier to operate. I can't think of any reason why I would need one. <laughs> you could you could hire one for the day to inspect the roof of your house if you were concerned about a leak, yeah, for example. Yeah, I, I think they could be misused. I think there's a potential for misuse. Well, yes, suppose... yeah, back garden spying on people. Yeah, yes. yeah. <laughs> anyway, you've got the fifth mystery gadget there in the middle of the table. Yeah. Uh, so, Bob, yeah. tell us tell us about the okay, fifth. Okay, before I unwrap gadget. it, then um, yeah. there are right-handed and left-handed versions of this. And they're very popular in Italian kitchens. Okay, so text in if you think you know what that is. Right-handed or left-handed versions of these. And uh, they're very popular in Italian kitchens. In the year 2525, if man is still alive, if woman can survive, they may find In the year 3535 Ain't gonna need to tell the truth Tell no lies Everything you think, do and say Is in the pill you took today 
Nobody's gonna look at you In the year 55, 55 Your arms are hanging limp at your side Your legs got nothing to do Some machine doing that for you In the year 65, 65 Ain't gonna need no husband, won't need no wife You pick your son Pick your daughter too From the bottom of a long glass tube Whoa, whoa In the year 75-10 If God's a-comin', he ought to make it by then Maybe he'll look around himself and say Guess it's time for the judgment day in the year 8510, God is gonna shake his mighty head. He'll either say I'm pleased where man has been, or tear it down and start again. Oh, oh. In the year 9595, I'm kinda wondering if man is gonna be alive. He's taking everything this old earth can give And he ain't put back nothing whoa, whoa. Coming soon on Cone Radio Box 39 investigates That's right. The Box 39 Investigates team has been comparing doctors' terrible handwriting in Wivenhoe and Colchester, up close and personal, to that of doctors in Mumbai, Johannesburg, and across the road from the Hyatt Regency Hotel in the Cayman Islands. We visited each and every one of them. Paris, Rome, Tokyo too. Even a doctor at Miami's Disney World. You will be shocked by the universal truth that we have uncovered. Coming soon to Cone Radio, as already said, at the beginning of this promo. So that's coming soon. Listen out for that. It'll be wherever you're getting your uh, dose of Box 39 from. So we're getting towards the end of our show on gadgets and gizmos. We just need to find out what was that mysterious fourth gadget. Yeah, right-handed and left-handed, popular in Italian kitchens. Penny and Rachel from Great Bentley said, is it something to do with small fish, perhaps anchovies? And Thomas from Wharton said, is it used to measure Brexit? Well, no, no. Why did the beam there? They're pizza scissors. Well, you those slide them under and it just cuts you a perfect slice. Well, marvellous. So much easier than a knife. So much easier, <laughs> yeah. And we must thank Lord David Price, Global Digital Enterprises, for supplying all the gadgets to us this evening at a 50% discount. Oh, well done, David. OK, we've just got time for a couple of texts there. You've got one there, Bob. Yep, Mango Dread from Shrub End, his favourite gadget... Uh, he says, it's my glass eye. He's had it Ooh. since he lost his left eye in a car accident in 1982 and tells us that although many people still refer to prosthetic eyes as glass, it's actually made of acrylic. And it's not even round either. It just needs a wash every three weeks or so and a proper clean every few years. And he's had his current one for seven years so far. Well, Mango, that's, that's amazing. <laughs> well done, Mango. Amazing Mango. story. Yeah. And we've just got time one here from Donna from Don- Donna from Norwich, who uh, is a regular listener. Uh, hello, Donna. Hello, Donna. And she said her favourite gadget is her eye bath, uh, which is a specially imported bath that combines the latest in cleansing, bathing and personal skin softness technology. Oh, yes. And it combines that with all the latest communications, computer software and hardware, so she can check her email, make phone calls, send text messages, manage her calendar, and more, all from a single tap. Wow. That's great. Brilliant. I want want an eye buff. And it allows her to watch stream videos, listen to our radio show in crisp 4K picture and sound, while the specially cushioned headrest emits a steady, warm, vibrating dribble. 
of soap and steam. That sounds lovely, Donna. Well, okay. well, on that note, with probably the best gadget that I've ever heard of. (laughs) I think that's a winner. (laughs) It's got to be the winner. I'd just like to say thank you to Simon, and thank you for bringing in uh, the uh, tin opener, Simon. That's fantastic. And uh, really, we'll be seeing you soon, I hope. Thank you. (laughs) And thank you, uh, Bob. It's been my pleasure again. Now, some people are a little bit afraid about the future because they see all these gadgets and gizmos coming and they think they're too old to learn all this new stuff. But eventually they begin to realise, hey, some of this stuff is useful. But even with all our uh, technology and the inventions that make modern life so much easier than it once was, it just takes one big natural disaster to wipe away all of that and remind us that here on Earth, we're still at the mercy of nature. So love your gadgets, but don't let them control you. We must remain the masters. We must. So from high up here in Studio One, on the fourth floor of Cone Radio Towers, looking out over the full and fertile lands of Northeast Essex, it's time for us to close box 31, 9, 39, wow, once more. Be seeing you. Be seeing you. Be seeing you. production for Cone Radio and is committed to a varied, equitable and truly inclusive output that properly reflects the ethnic diversity of our community audience.